I think it goes back to one of the kind of things that I always like to look back at when I'm on my deathbed and I'm getting a bit morbid. But there's <laughs> one thing I live by, and it, you know, it's important to be nice, but it's, in, it's nice to be important. Mm. And it's kind of a culture of me as a person, how I want to be, you know. I don't want to tell people off. I want people to do the right thing every time. And, you know, and I like working with teams. I've always been a team sportsman. I um, was captain of several different sp sporting businesses I've been a part of. Uh, and, yeah, it, I just like working with people. Who wouldn't want to have a pet elephant? I think I'd keep it. He could do all sorts. He could uh, yeah. give you a shower. <laughs> he was drunk. Welcome to another episode of Business on a Beanbank. I'm your host, Adam, and we are joined this week by Georgia. Hi. And the very, very lovely, the very scrumptious Ash from Mason Food Service. Scrumptious and lovely. Wow. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Scrumptious, I'm thinking, you know, food industry. Good link, good link. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. I was a poor night thinking of that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's not all the juice you squeeze out of that one. <laughs> oh, th there's mileage left, don't worry. Um, so Ash is uh, guesting this week to just sort of go through his journey, everything Mason Foos, how he's got to where he's gotten to, and just have a bit of a chin wag, really, and a, a bit of a discussion, and of course, some very questionable questions towards the end. So, <laughs> Ash, thanks very much for coming on. Do you want to give us you know, a bit of a, a quick dive into what you're about, your journey, how you've ended up where you where you are? Yeah, sure. It feels like I'm actually on an interview here, like a proper <laughs> like, job interview. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, so yeah. my journey started uh, oh, years and years ago. I've been in 14 years of working logistics. I used to work for Caterpillar Logistics based in Desford. Um, got bought out and become Neova Logistics and... Back end of my turn at 14 years now, I was traveling around Europe, dropping um, SAP into all their services all over the country they're working in. So mm -hmm. Bologna, Metz, and, uh, and Guadalajara is a place we were dropping things. So living on the road for some time was nice, and eating <laughs> foreign food was beautiful. Uh, so that was that space there. Then uh, left out the back of that, got made redundant, unfortunately, but mm -hmm. hey, it worked out nice for all of us. Uh, found myself into selling generators, very strange space to oh, work okay. in. Uh, so I worked for a Turkish firm um, selling diesel generators to the public, but company didn't really move forward and I'm a forward-thinking man. Yeah, I uh, yeah. stumbled at Mason's Food Service door. Okay. And was was that an accidental stumble into Mason's or was, was that something you were looking for? How did that opportunity come about? Um, I kind of seen that Mason's Food needed a bit of an arm around its shoulder and needed a bit of support. Yeah. And that's not me playing down mason's foods it was you know it's a, a business has been around for ever and a day and it just needed someone it, it looked like it lost its love a little bit and i thought that on the nutshell of what i could see from the job advert i thought this looks like me um not with a huge background in sales now the sales director of the business but it needed something around it and i thought there might be something in this and who doesn't like working for a good underdog <laughs> exactly. I think like one thing I really like about Masons. Every time I've been in, it's been like this friendly, warm atmosphere. And George himself is just a character. Very um, much so. Yeah. And I think the question there is like around the sort of culture that I see when you go into Masons. It's very like warm and welcoming, very nice. Is that something that's like um, grown since you've started, or is it by design, or has it happened naturally? Um, I think it starts back in 1945. 
as the company's been around for 1945 and it's three generations long, I think that family culture has always come along with itself. Yeah. Um, so when I joined the business and I had to badger them to look at my CV, mine, um, <laughs> it, it, I could see that, you know, it'd been a, a family long tradition. I mean, George is the third generation of the family uh, as it is at the moment. Uh, and Dave, who's the longest standing member, there, has been over 30 years. So having that family culture to it and working for a family run business really popped out to me especially when I've been working for a you know blue chip company for yeah. 14 years it kind of was nice to have a refreshing idea on it so yeah that's where the culture I believe comes from is yeah. the, yeah. the long-standing relationship to the family I think family values are like uh, they're a really important thing I think now more than ever I think we're, we're slowly coming back to that idea of actually really enjoying family values it's nice to see that in a company like Mason's with the size that they are yeah um, you know, and sticking by them yeah, you get a sense of loyalty as well, don't you? And it just feels like you want to return to and be loyal back. I, I, exactly that point. You know, the company's been great. You know, it's really good. You know, you don't feel just like a number. I mean, I was working on site with um, in Caterpillar Logistics and we you know, a thousand people strong in just one one warehouse where you get lost in all that. Whereas, you know, Mason's Foods, when I first joined, I think it was about six or seven people there. And, you know, we've okay. grown a team now, it's like almost triple its size in people, wow. and it's still that family culture to it, which is really great to see. So, yeah, yep. It's, yep. it's been great. Nice. What's been sort of like one of the, the highlights for you since starting Masons? I think taking the fight to our competition. I, I'm, I'm a competitive person <laughs> in, in nature at any time, in sport, in business. And everything. I mean, even my wife hates the fact that I'm so competitive. Even like family board games, it's you know you can't play them around me. It's just it's flipping just flipping the Monopoly board. Or... Yeah, you know it's my game, and you're not playing because it's it's suddenly I'm my, my ball back. Yeah. Oh, that was me when I was a kid. Trust me. <laughs> Were you the kid that angrily took his ball, put it back in his bag, and stormed off? Yeah, you must have seen me then, because that's that was it. It's my game, and no one's playing. So yeah, um, very competitive. If I'm not winning, I'm I'm not happy. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and that's the nature of what it is. So yeah. Is that the salesman inside you? Do you think, or do you think that helps your sales side? I would say so. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of what what spurs on a lot of the way. Yeah. Uh, and I think going back to the initial point is we've grown so well out the back of what we've done. Yeah. And taking that fight to what was just seen as like they would just okay with it and it was just working well from well we was going let's go and put it to them mm. and now we find ourselves in all sorts of new open areas and it's yeah it's been great so i do love a bit of competition <laughs> competition's healthy though isn't it like not only is does it give you a little bit of fun it gives you a little bit of purpose yeah and if you didn't have any competition it'd just be bland well, yeah yeah, exactly definitely. that point, wasn't it? You know, if we were, if we had nothing to fight for, what would we worth fighting for in the first place? Exactly. So exactly. Yeah. The thing is, that I well, on a personal level, what I've noticed with you, and you're getting nervous now, aren't you? <laughs> you see you sweating. What's coming? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, actually, I've worked with you for several months, and one thing we've always said about you personally is how good you are with people, how you interact, how you can talk to anyone. Um, has that been a skill that you've always had, or is it something you've developed through the roles that you've had? Like, I think it goes back to one of the kind of things that I always like to look back at. When I'm on my deathbed, and I'm getting a bit morbid, but there's <laughs> one thing I live by, and it, you know, it's important to be nice, but it's, in, it's nice to be important. Mm. And it's kind of a culture of me as a person, how I want to be. You know, I don't want to tell people off. I want people to do the right thing every time, and you know, and. I like working with teams. I've always been a team sportsman. Um, was captain of several different sp sporting businesses I've been a part of, uh, and 
yeah, it, I just like working with people. You know, yeah. I like getting the most out of people and believing them. Mm-hmm. I think elaborates on when I uh, employed another a sales talk guy for my um, for for a position I was holding for Mason's Foods. Yeah. Um, the guy was interviewing people with me. He said to me, "I want to reapply for my job after you've done that. That was really good." <laughs> and, and that's it. I I like I like selling what we, what we do and what we're good yeah. at. And yeah, yeah that's, that's me in a nutshell. Really. <laughs> I'm, I like to think I'm a good people person. People on this might say all of it. <laughs> I think I'm a good people person. <laughs> oh no, definitely. I mean, we always have a giggle when you come into the office. Yeah. Might be at your expense. Yeah, what, but... my bold patch in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> we can't mention bold patches in here. Oh, okay. Because between me, you and Tom, it's not a great situation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll leave the bold jokes out of it. George's is, how's yours going? No, nice and thick. This is, I can give you some if you want. I collect it after my next haircut and bring it. Are you one of these people that, you know, if you're anything like my message, she leaves a hair on the wall of the shower? Yeah, if it comes out when she's washing is that, is always that on the tiles is that to show you what you could have had yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, i've got so much it just comes off like sex yeah yeah no not that fortunate <laughs> what um i guess what are some of the problems that you've faced at mason's in the role that you have at the moment i think growing too quick yeah when i first joined the business uh, i don't know if this is actually statually correct but I think we tripled the tripled the size of the business in the space of like nine months, wow. and wow. we didn't process everything as quickly as we should have done. Mm-hmm. We got a good team behind us, and the team, believe it or not, is still there with us most of it. But we just grew far too quick for ourselves, and you know it's all sensible in growing, yeah. but growing sustainably where we can do it properly, making sure we got paid properly for it, and a few yeah. speed bumps along the way. But yeah. it's how you learn, right? You've got to make these decisions and. and we had a good business coach that helped us got through that. So yeah, we growing pains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, business coach is important because I think sometimes when you grow quickly, that imposter syndrome can creep in ever yeah. so slightly, can't it? Yeah. And you think like, oh god, oh god, <laughs> we're growing. Is this right? Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 nice to grow, but it's growing properly with it. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's one thing we've learnt now going forward. Once we've tripped ourselves up a few times further down the, before, it's like, well, let's just be right with what we're doing here yeah. so yeah, yeah we, we yeah. just have to what sort of around that what advice would you give to businesses that are probably going through a similar thing in terms of really quick growth is there anything they can look out for from you know what you've experienced slow down <laughs> a bit like the way i speak i want to tell myself to slow down sometimes but yeah just don't be don't be scared i mean if you've got great service and great products and everything else fits into it yeah. they'll always come back to you it's you know if you if you're not great and you're a bit fast and everything, you know you could break the the, the customer's journey. And customer's mm-hmm. journey is, is key to us. Um, we make them feel a part of our business and part of our family. And yeah. we we just got to be careful that we don't grow too quick. We don't make them feel a part of the family because yeah. then they don't yeah. come back and buy from you, right? So <laughs> yeah, it's slow down. Yeah, not my speech. <laughs> Still working on that 39 years later. Slow down. Is that to um, coincide with how slow your runs are when you do a marathon? We're here to talk about marathon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've slowed down considerably since becoming a dad. My running there, my running career is probably on its way out the door at the minute. Say that, but if we try to run a marathon, it'll probably end up in cardiac arrest. Uh, I get tired thinking about running a marathon. <laughs> Never mind doing it. Baby steps is the process of running a marathon. Anyone can run one. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm taking the piss, but I'm, it's just out of jealousy. <laughs> That's what it is. Hey, let's do a sponsor. I'll get you to a marathon stage if you want. Yes. Yes, uh, we were actually saying in the past couple of weeks we want to do some more sort of like yeah. fundraising events and team building and stuff. 
three peaks challenge it's just as good as walking yes. and running yeah. you know walk yeah. up for three peaks and and for all good causes and stuff yeah. i do love a bit of charity work so yeah. yeah yeah but trust me guys it is easy to run a marathon if you put the time the and dedication and, and hours into it yeah i was running like 10ks quite comfortably probably around a year and a half ago yeah. but i've put a bit of chunk on since then and have you yeah you cheeky boy <laughs> <laughs> I need to show you some pictures from a year ago. But yeah, so I'm like one of those people that I like to have like a clear like target. So if I've got something to work towards, I'll, I'll really work towards it. So if, I, like, if you say, right, we're going to do this marathon in 12 months' time, yeah, I'll, I'll work to that. But the problem is, is all the events that the team are choosing at the minute will involve being high up. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, it, with, with marathon, I mean, I, when I set out to do all my marathons, it was always like, Here's a time I want to achieve, so I've mm. got to put the train to fit around that time. And yeah. with the world record that I've done as well, the same thing was that is I've got a goal to hit. It's putting the plan in place to make sure you can come that way with it. So I think you should tell the listeners yeah. what that world record was. I was gonna say I'm out of the loop with this. Well, it's a good one. It's a good one. Do you know you're sitting in front of the fastest person to run a marathon, dressed as, drum roll, an elf? An elf. <laughs> so I'm the fastest known person to run a marathon dressed as an elf. How long ago was that? Is, that uh, um, is it a couple of years ago? 2017. Oh, okay. uh, so I still have to check every year because, so I hope Guinness are not listening to this, but they're the worst company I've ever had to deal with. You have to check for your own record. So, um, yeah, every year I have to look through, I have to buy the Guinness World Record book to make sure that I'm still not being beaten and a few years on, I'm still in that great book. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Only you. That's it, we're going to have to research through all the books now and try and mm. create our own record. Oh, don't worry, I can, I can show you. Here's my book. I've, got, I've always got it with me to show you everyone. Have you just got a bookcase just of World Guinness <laughs> Have a book, have a copy, have a copy. I think my internet search is literally fastest elf to run a marathon. That's my internet search because it's like every second word that comes out of my mouth. Do you know I've got a Guinness World Record? What sponsored ads do you get on Facebook through all of that? You... I don't even want to know. Pointed ears, <laughs> green coloured suits. <laughs> no, it's a uh, yeah. I do get a lot of uh, a lot of talk about my world record attempts. Mm. I'm not in that shape anymore, may I add? But yeah, it was a good day. <laughs> what time was? Did you run that? In? Can you remember? Uh, two hours and fifty eight and twenty six seconds. I think it is off top of me. <laughs> wow. So yeah, sub three, oh. which is good. Nice. I hope people are not listening to this thing. I'm going to take that on. I don't, want to, I don't have to go back out after it again. <laughs> If you want to, uh, you know, go head to head with uh, Ashes World Record, yeah, there'll be a, com- the a competitor out there thinking, right, get me that elf outfit. <laughs> if there's one person I've told that record on, I should have never done it to, is Adam Broadcasting <laughs> to the millions of people that listen to this. I know there's going to be a LinkedIn post now. There's oh. going to be some stories on Insta. Yeah, yeah just take my crown away. Yeah, cheers, Adam. Giving me a J from in between us. Marathon as an elf, completed it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> there's a social media post right there, isn't there? Told you when I set myself a target. <laughs> Coming for you. Good stuff. Do you have it like a? Do you have like a certificate or like a? Yeah. Like a so, believe it or not, Guinness were very kind of to give me one certificate, but NFL something like I had to pay a fortune to get a second copy of it. But yeah, I do have a framed copy of it in the in the hallway at home. Very nice. I think we need to get a photo of you next to that so we can share that when this podcast goes out. Okay, I can I can sort one out for you. <laughs> Because I've seen the actual photo of you in the elf costume. Yeah, that was prior to this ginger mess of a beard that I've got these days. It was a few years ago, like I say. <laughs> okay, we should probably come back to businessy stuff. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> um, so, obviously, you've you've been in quite a few different industries. Yeah. I, I didn't quite realise how varied 
your experience was, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so one thing I'm keen to know is how you've seen the business landscape change or evolve over the last few years. Yeah, within I do a lot of networking as well, and, mm. and that helps sort of show where things are going and how yeah, things are going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, COVID had its really interesting period for us. I mean, when you work in food service and, you know, every place in the land that wants buying food uh, shuts up shop, it was kind of like, okay, right, let's, let's be a little bit clever with how we're going to do this. You know, we've still got to keep the lights on, so to speak. Yeah. So it was an interesting way to see how the business had to change itself a little bit. And, it gave us a bit of time to breathe a bit because I say with the growth of what we did with the business, it was kind of like, well, let's let's pause from it, let's do all the great stuff, and let's go again. Yeah, yeah. Springboard. <laughs> <laughs> so with with network, you're a member of BNI. Yep. Um, do you do any of the networking, or is BNI the one that you focus on? Um, it's all the th other things that come with BNI. Is a lot of things that might come off the seconds at the side of it. You know, someone might say, oh, there's another part of networking mm -hmm. that's available, and it's like, yeah, I'll go and check that, but. The amount of time that I commit to being I because of what I get from it, yeah, you you have to sort of develop the time into it. But yeah, yeah, uh, it does do it does do great things for us, and the contacts yeah. are huge for us. Is anyone else within Mason's network, or is it just yourself that sort of takes that role? No, I seem to be the gob on the stick, unfortunately, for that. <laughs> um, so many times there's a the person needs got a new out. name for Adam. <laughs> Gob on a stick, I love that. I've not heard that saying before. I think it's a Chris Evans thing, is what he calls himself, the gob oh, on the right. stick. It's a DJ term, I think. Right. You, in your circles, you should have known that. Yeah. <laughs> probably but, should. Yeah. yeah, but for for anything, when it comes to willing people out in the business, it's like, Ash, can you go and do that? I mean, I've tried to get other people into it, but it's it's like you say, it's not for everyone, and I enjoy I enjoy people, I enjoy speaking yeah. to people, yeah. so hence the yeah. reason why I'm here today. Yeah. I, I love networking in the right environment, so I love the more relaxed like you know less structured networking events bni for me would be great but i don't think i'd have the yeah. time that it war that it needs um but i love like you know business and beers and business and breakfast from action coach i love them events yeah not just for the free food okay but i just love the the peopleiness yeah. you know it's relaxed you just talk it's laid back i like it and i think that's it with networking to it as well there's two different arms of being of networking you've got that yeah. relaxed arm of it mm. so you like the beers and beers and breakfast and yeah. beers whatever but it's it's the other side like being i for me i like the fact it's the same people that turn up every week i build that yeah. bond with it. no like and trust scenario with them you know they're going to pass me business i'm going to pass business back to them we're going to make this one big happy family and we're all going to make ourselves millionaires yeah. well that's the aim of the game right <laughs> but, but that, yeah, that's how it works was it's like building them connections with people you know yeah. and yeah. week in week out you're spending time with them yeah definitely um i mean Georgia, um, you've obviously come from like an agency background yeah. as well, prior to Altitude. Like, how did you sort of go about acquiring new businesses when you were in your previous roles? Did you did you network? Did you go to like events? Yeah, networking events, but pretty same as you. I like the more casual, laid back approach mm -hmm. um, of networking. Um, yeah, lo lots of events. You know, like we did Love Business yeah. not too long ago. Yeah. That ended up being pretty going pretty well for us didn't it that love business was a lot better than i was expecting to be honest yeah i, I was trying to get along to that i think something mm. in my calendar was a bit 
but brought me up but I was going to try and head over and yeah. come and support you guys over there but yeah I didn't get a chance to get to that one it was good because it was it was a it was a busy event, but it was also a lot of businesses actually interacting with each other, and it was really genuine. Yeah. And just it was nice to to see like lots of different businesses from different industries like just shouting about what they do really proudly. Yeah. But it didn't feel like anyone was forcing anything down your throat. You know, it was just it was just nice. Yeah. Relaxed networking, like yeah. the type you like. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I flourished. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's the kind of place as well that like, you can get your branded to stand out with yeah. your, you know with your stand, and it's like we've had lots of compliments on the branding on the. Yeah. Yeah. roller banners on the merch and things like that that we had so they can actually see what we were capable mm -hmm. of and yeah. that's probably where that sort of networking really fits you guys in quite nicely isn't it is that yeah. you know if you can showcase all your all your products in in one easy nutshell format yeah it's perfect for you guys right it, it's it's a weird one because on on the roller banner i don't know if you've seen it but we have um obviously that does your marketing suck yeah and beneath that is things that should suck it's in like vacuums elephant trunks and there's pigeons on there and I remember when we first sort of pulled that together, like we were all like, well, why the <laughs> hell have you put pigeons on this roller banner? Like, yeah. Well, they're the only animal, aside from elephants, if you like, that use their beaks to suck, to drink. So they use it essentially like a straw. Every day's a school day, folks. Exactly. But everyone that comes up and sees that roller banner is like, what? Mm. what pigeons? And I knew, then, I knew pigeons know. were dodgy. Yeah. See, there I knew there was a reason I didn't like them. And flamingos. They mm. do the same thing. They put the mm -hmm. beak upside down and suck in. Flamingos needs to go on, and it's okay. pink branding as well. Hey, are guys, I've just become the new member of Brown Street Market. <laughs> but it's conversation starters, isn't it? And like, yeah. you either go, oh, is it pigeons on there because they just suck as a species? Yeah. And it's, no, they they actually do suck. Yeah. Um, so flamingos as well. I, there we I go. didn't know pigeons were a sucker. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> wow. You're finding lots more in common with pigeons as we go. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be a theme with this. Mike Tyson's not going to appear with all these pigeons coming out in a minute, is it? So, I think actually, while we're on the subject of sort of like branding and, and marketing, so obviously, like you've alluded to already, that Mason's is heavily steeped in sort of like family tradition. You know, it's a, a very, very, I want to say old, but established company. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we actually, we work with, with you for what? Best, best part of... Half a year or so, yeah. Not more. yeah must be coming to just, six, yeah. seven months. Must be all that way, well, yeah. And also, a lot of the conversations that we were having was moving Masons into that digital space a little bit more, yeah, and sort of establishing a presence there. What was the pivotal point that brought you to that decision where you thought, okay, we we need to sort of adapt to digital a little bit more now and, and keep this traditional side running, you know, alongside it? I think because we're just so old in his ways, uh, and that's not as me being detrimental to the business I work in. <laughs> but we just kind of like, well, we go out there with this food brochure, we try and sell on the service and, and mm -hmm. there's people skills, but yeah. actually we're not really appealing to the masses of people that don't know who Mason's Food Service are. Mm -hmm. So let's get out there digitally, let's do something a bit more funky and a bit more cool with yeah. it and, yeah. and get people finding us. It's like, obviously not to mention the horrible C word, but during COVID, everything shifted overnight. Yeah. The way people found information, yeah. you know, researched um, yeah. how people were using the internet, it just changed completely overnight. Um, and it's it's important for companies to kind of move on with those times, otherwise you just end up falling behind, don't you? Well, the common point is, you know, if you don't know something, you Google it instantly, right? Yeah. Well, if you Google Mason's Food Service, you wouldn't have seen a website, you wouldn't have seen anything else from it as well. There's a massive amount of traffic you're missing out from, from finding a bit more about Mason's Food. So we had to get with the times, we had to go put those big boy pants on 
uh, and move with the times and get in that digital space. Yeah, that, that's it, isn't it? And I think it also, um, I think the difficulty was trying to get Mason's personality to be reflected in that digital space as well, which I think is quite a task in itself to not lose some of the warmth and the values that you guys have. Yeah, it's showing there's still people behind the brand. It's not all just, you know, social media and robots behind yeah. it. It's, yeah. There's actual people and, you know, it's family company. Yeah. And, and massively so, that's the sort of direction we're going with things a bit more now with our social media posts. Yeah. Is we've got to come across, as, and I hope we do try and it sees a difference that we know we want to come across as people you know exactly. we're working with people day in day out and a lot of it's on trust well yeah let's get people knowing we are yes people don't want to be you know shown as a picture of their face on the website and stuff but let's let's come across as you know we are people yeah yeah mm -hmm. i mean so you say that thing about the picture of you know the team being on the website but you know that can that can have a big impact it's massively so i mean you can put my face everywhere i don't you don't, you don't, you don't bother me but i think you know it's like even doing that differently like making characters out of yeah. people you know there's a different yeah, yeah. way of doing it if absolutely if, if people are not comfortable with having their picture out there fine let's do it but let's find another way to show a human out there yeah and put a fun aspect on it because yeah. i always like to see when you go onto websites and meet the team that's the first thing i want to click yeah. on i want to see what they look like <laughs> who's dave i've been speaking to at that place you know it's meet the team i think it's perfect and yeah, you guys yeah. do that on your website and it's like you know who you're actually dealing with before you yeah. even dealt with them. Yeah. Uh, and for me, where I want to go with Masons, that's what I wanted to get to. Yeah. You want to sort of attach that the face to the name essentially. So yeah. everyone that interacts with Masons, they know what yeah. you know who they're dealing with. I get that a little bit with um, with podcasts. Also, I listen to a lot of podcasts. But you know, every so often I'll go on LinkedIn and I'll like connect with the host. Yeah. And it'll be the first time that I've seen this person. I might have listened to the podcast for like a yeah. year, and I've got this like visualization yeah. in my head of what this person looks like, and I've seen them like what. Yeah, that is nothing like what their voice sounds like. George Ezra, you know, yeah. yeah, I never, I thought he was like big shaggy beard, big like sea blown <laughs> hair or something. I didn't realize him to be like this skinny, tall man. That's yeah. you know, this shows you don't know until you know, do you? So yeah, I think making people visual and yeah. characters and whatever is, is, is where we want to go with it. Yeah, people are visual creatures, like humans in general. Like that, we work off a of visual, you know, whether that's. In, inside your own mind yeah. or if that's actually you know physically vi visible is that a phrase physically visible it is now no, yeah, i've made it, it up it's, it exists get in, um, okay. get in the dictionary yeah <laughs> we're highly visual creatures so you know when when a brand can sort of put face to the names it's it does work and, and like that with food you know you yeah. eat with your eyes yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the one yeah. thing we've had to learn with you know we're bringing things to our website and yeah. into our brochures imagery has to be kind of like on point because yeah. people might say well that's not the products i keep buying well you know get the imagery right if we change the products because we've got you know stuff yeah. we can't get anymore we have to update the imagery because people yeah. know what they want to buy and what they want to see that's so nice, yeah people buy, use their eyes to to eat so yeah yeah what kind of businesses do you sort of serve the most i know that you deal with a lot of sort of like cafes a lot of you know businesses within leicester yeah you know what would what sort of your your niche i guess I suppose we, we we can work with anyone really in the whole I mean, anything from your humble burger van all the way up to Leicester City Football Club. If yeah. they want it, we'll we'll supply it. Um, we're not kind of a, a a business that says this is what we're doing, this is all we will do. It's kind of like well, there's enough sales in it, enough volume in it. We'll yeah. we'll supply flamingo steaks if it needs to be. <laughs> I don't know if you can buy flamingo steaks, folks. <laughs> disclaimer. But you know, it's it's about what it's about listening to your audience and what yeah. works. Yeah. Um, we, I say we have customers all the way from, 
you know, your small little snack shacks all the way up to less tigers. Um, so, you know, we've got fine-tuned athletes and we've got Dave the, Dave the Bricky that has his bacon cob every day. So <laughs> you've, you've got to work yeah. with all different aspects of what needs to be stocked on the shelves and, mm-hmm. and brought in. Do you enjoy that about your role, having you know, that freedom to work with all these different kinds of businesses, sizes, people? Everyone's everyone's a customer then, isn't it? Mm. So yeah, it's, it, it's nice and we do our own brand of products as well. So we have a couple yeah. of things that are in Mason, yeah. Mason logo products and yeah. they're nice ones, even though it's not as, you know, manufacturing, it's quite nice to see our stamp on, mm. on some of the key products we do. Um, so yeah, I, I do like the fact that we've got a, a, a free reign to sub- stock and supply anything within within reason. Yeah. How have you found, found things with like the stock in at the moment? Oh, it's it's crazy. You can't yeah. keep up with it. Prices. I mean, everyone knows at the supermarket the price rise of everything's gone through the roof. And naturally, for wholesale, it's exactly the same. Uh, current thing that we're going through at the minute is eggs. Um, eggs yeah. is we can't get hold of them as much as we want to. Yeah. And yet, it's it's a staple part of everyone's diet and uh, we have to limit customers down to it because we just can't get the stock of it and you know we're buying hundreds and thousands of eggs a, a week we can't get to the the trade so you're not going to get in the supermarket either yeah it's, it's just nature where it is there was a post the other day and one of the supermarkets had just spread all of the broccoli out across all of the shelves to make it look like Hopefully. they've got stock yeah so the shelves just weren't empty it's 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 scary and there'll be something you know, there'll be something in the next couple of weeks that'll be another yeah. product that'll go off the yeah, shelves well, we don't know about. Yeah. What, a year or so ago, it was a chip shortage and yeah. it might be a stock shortage. And KFC like, say, running yeah. out of chicken. <laughs> I think that was a marketing ploy, weren't oh, it? It must have been. There's got to be something in that. There w- you don't run out of chicken if you're one of the biggest fast food chicken suppliers in the in the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought that was a bit, a bit of a clever ploy. But See, I, I find it really interesting. Like, you know, with this whole supermarket thing and farmers specifically, like... Can you imagine being in that position where you are dictating the amount of money you are paying for something? That's that's the unfortunate side that's of the That's the scale. reality of yeah, it, isn't mm. it? That, a lot of this comes boils down to what the farmer wants paying for mm. and what they rightly deserve is what yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, milk is one of them casing points. You know, mm-hmm. farmers' rights and all that. And I yeah. don't know too much about it, if I'm being honest, but I know that they have to fight a really decent fight. I mean, we see it on yeah. clocks and farm. Anyone's yeah. watching Amazon series, yeah. you know, yeah. we all thought that it was like, hey, just. You sell it and they'll buy it. It's yeah. no way. Well, it has to be paid for the right price. And yeah. I, I think we've seen that at everyday market. I think Clark's yeah. a good thing. We're showing that to people. Yeah, I mean, love him or hate him, he has like opened yeah. a lot of people's eyes. He's, he has really shined a light on the amount of work and mm. effort it goes into farming. Yeah. 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 For someone who used to drive cars for a living, has, has turned yeah. everyone's yeah. heads into like the farming space. Fair play yeah. to him because it's yeah. uh, it's great to see. Uh, I think so. like there was I know there was one um, one business owner on there, wasn't it? She supplied milk to his farm shop, and she was down so many cows through the TB sort of issues. Yeah, and how they were making ends meet is just I, I couldn't figure it out. They um, people ended up doing a GoFundMe, GoFundMe for page, her yeah. and raising wow. lots of money for her. I see it was over 10 grand at one yeah. stage. It got stupid amounts, but it just shows the power of people. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And that's what was quite funny out the back of everything when, you know, COVID come, all of a sudden people found loads of money out the back of their pockets. And it's funny <laughs> yeah. how p- yeah. things like that, that, that poor woman was literally living from like day by yeah. day. Yeah, she was. But yeah. she was still trying to supply Clarkson's farm for, yeah. for milk. And it's like, yeah. people will find money if there's, a, if there's a general reason to help someone. So, yeah. real nice people in. 
in turn. I think so. It? And it's nice, you know, it restores a little bit of faith in humanity when you see things like that as well. It's sort of heartwarming, isn't it? Like, there's so much bad news, so much negativity that's spread. Um, seeing positive things like that, I think it's just amazing. There was a, there's a woman that I saw, um, I think she went viral on TikTok, but her dog basically got attacked on a beach. Um, it, was, it was vicious. This, her dog required so much surgery, similar to the story I had with my you own like dog. Your own job, yeah. But this was this was worse. This was horrific. Um, and the vet's bills were thousands and thousands and thousands. She, she didn't set it up, but friends set up the GoFundMe page. Yeah. And she ended up. I think she earned something or earned forty, fifty thousand, something like that, and it more than covered her vet's bill. So she then donated that to other people in need and animal shelters, and, and that was just amazing. I love that. We're nice people at the yeah. end of the day, and it's going back to this nice, be important, it's important to be nice. You yeah. know, yeah. it comes yeah. back to that, doesn't it? You know, people don't need to be greedy. Yes, there is some greedy people out there, but at the same time, <laughs> yeah. if you've got what you need from it and you've made X amount of thousands of pounds, it, pass on to someone yeah. else that needs it. Fair play. Yeah. Maybe that should be um, Mason's new tagline going forward. <laughs> what? It's nice to be important, but it's important to be nice. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure it doesn't really follow the food theme, but yeah. We... <laughs> Maybe it's nice to be scrumptious, but it's scrumptious to be truly, nice. Truly scrumptious. <laughs> truly scrumptious. <laughs> no, it's it's good to see some sort of positivity, and I guess let's spread some more positivity and sort of talk, talk about success. Okay. And so, like, what that means for you, what it looks like, what and you know, how you you would define that, I guess. Success to me, and it, 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 it's completely unique to an individual per- person. You know, success to me when I started this role would have been, you know, to see as you know. I, one of the key things I like doing is um, if I'm driving away to a meeting and I see one of our vans pass me and I'm fashioning like an Eddie Stobart like, like a spotter <laughs> like a Mason spotter people listen to this if you see one of our vans flash them as well but yeah it's it... with your headlights <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't just drop yeah. prowl in the middle yeah. of the A6 no please do not do that you will not get any light flashing backwards only but, blue lights <laughs> yeah good spot yeah um, no success for me is is it's just continue with a rise. I mean, we've just we've just got a new business, which I'm not uh, touch on too much in a minute because we're going to do some funky things with, that, with altitude. But yeah. to announce it, but we've got huge growth plans ahead of us, and and just see us keep continue to grow. I mean, my my ambition when I first joined us was literally to have a a second distribution hub, and that's kind of changed now. What we're looking to do because of how the business is adapting out the back of COVID, so. We can do pretty much what we want, where we want, and mm-hmm. the, the the family that own Mason's Foods is kind of like, let's just take this where we can take this to. So, okay. success is kind of an open-ended conversation with it because yeah. we're just starting to really find some traction in an area we're just dancing with at the minute, and it's going to mm. get really, really interesting with. So, what about on a personal level for you? What does it look like? Having a team work for me, and I've yeah. always been, you know, when I first joined the business, I was just the sole person for our sales team. Now I'm the sales director, but I also take on like the administrative uh, side of the business as well, like the sales admin time, yeah. plus my sales team. It's it, nice to add to that, but because we're quite well with how we do things with our social media and how you guys work with us, we've not really needed to add our additional sales team too much to it. So that's mm-hmm. been quite quite helpful because you know cost of cost of people and cars yeah. and stuff like that yeah. that comes with it. Yeah. So you've been a huge help with that. Good, but. For me, it's just just can see us keep growing and just be that you know that household name. I want people <laughs> to not have to Google who Mason Foods. Are. I want people to know who Mason's Food Service are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know everyone knows what brakes are. They see that big van with yeah, yeah, yeah. with the brakes on the side. You know you know they carrying food to the trade. Well, yeah. Why can't Mason's be that space as well? 
I think it could be. I think there's there's so much potential there as well. It's only as it's going to stop it. Exactly. You know, we can push as much as we want to push it and have the best marketing team in the world, but yeah. only we can do that within this team. I think there's a, there's a reputation there as well at Procedures. Whenever we mention Masons to other businesses that we know or work with, it's like, oh, they're lovely guys down at Masons. You know, there's such a good bunch of people. And like, it's always a good chuckle. And, and then obviously we talk about you and it all sort of goes downhill from there. But <laughs> everyone else is, is you know. That's the roll from somewhere, right? <laughs> you build it all up and it hits Ash Payne and it rolls back down the hill. But no, it is nice to see. And I think once you have that reputation, you, you can build on that. And like you said, there's only you guys stopping, you know progress or the growth i guess yeah and that's the way i see it you know we can take it where we want to take it to as, yeah. as much as you want you know if we can open different parts of the country up and whatever we start doing let's yeah. do it it's, it's only down to us and where we want to take this yeah. what are the sort of growth plans for the next few years can can you discuss any of them or is it all you'll have to kill me if you tell me kind of deal mm, a little bit of that <laughs> no, no we've we've we just acquired another business that we i say i can't really touch on too much at the minute because yeah. The sensitivity around it and the way we want to launch it because we want to do something quite funky with it yeah. um but yeah it's going to push us into a totally different market we've not been into before and it's kind of something i've never thought of that i thought this would work well and now we're in it it's kind of like oh i like this look at this <laughs> um so that's going to be quite massive but our, our key on you know our key customers are our cafe our everyday customers you know cafes restaurants mm -hmm. you know care homes any sort of food outlet i mean food to the traders everywhere you know yeah, like you yeah, yeah. probably live a mile away from your nearest humble calf which you yeah, know yeah but anyone really anyone in the food service but yeah this new space we're taking on is going to be very interesting okay i'm intrigued and i have to ask you about that when the mics are off yeah. <laughs> what's the most important thing that you've learned personally during the course of your journey oh, this does feel like a job interview now mm. um just just working how to work with people i mean i've worked with the people in the past i've managed quite big teams in 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 the, in the logistics trade but it's understanding people and, and knowing yeah. when to push what to push and what not to push do you think that's quite a natural thing that you've had or is that something you've learned to i, th I think a little bit is me but i think a lot of it is is job on, on the on the spot training and learning okay. with, with our business coach shout out to phil nasu um he was quite instrumental when I joined this business and kind of pushed me in the direction where we need to take this and how to do it properly. Not with a huge sales background, he was quite instrumental into that. So big shout to Phil for that. Um, but yeah, just working with people and how to do that was kind of instrumental with that. Mm, interesting. It's slightly changing the subject. Um, the fairgrounds and the food markets and yeah. how kind of how people taking food and, and it's just come a long way yeah it seems like street food seems to become like this flavor of the month all of a sudden yeah you know we were just saying off mic before we started that you know if you go to sort of asian countries street food's kind of like their staple part of their diet whereas in the uk it's all of a sudden become this like really flavorful yeah. things you see this pop up you know mob, mobile units and stuff it's like uh, street food here and there's the LCB depot where my wife used to work, they used to have street food theme nights there and used to have like, the courtyard just be open up street food alone. It was like, yeah. this has become a real big I'm, sort of area. I mean, even like the local pubs in my area get in the street food vans to come and just like sit in the car park and it's yeah. just, yeah, people yeah. can just go and sit in the beer garden. Yeah. The reason why to do yeah. that is for is for the cost saving. You don't have to 100%. open up a kitchen, you get someone in and, they, and you pay them to be there. So you're not only taking a, 
percentage potentially of the profits of what they're making, but also you, you charge them a couple and quid to be there for the yeah. night as well, yeah. right? So, and they're feeding you up hunters. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. You ain't got to pay for staff yeah. and kitchen equipment and all the regulations that come with it. So, Do you think this has grown as a result of sort of like the COVID pandemic? Like, because I saw, you know, Project D, the, the donut. Yeah. yeah. So they obviously, they, they grew massively throughout the lockdowns because they went out with their little vans yeah the pink and, van know, the, yeah the pink van they had pop-up shops and stuff do you think that's something that sort of urged the businesses to try and pursue this a little bit more i think that space alone i think the the, the dessert space has become massive there's a company called butterwick um yeah. that have massively gone for a rise they're kind of on on the heels of project d for oh, okay. like leicester and rutland at the minute they open up like a new shop every couple of months. Wow. And if you don't hear of them, watch this, they'll be coming to a town near you. And, and mm. the, I've met the owner on that because I thought that in the early days it might be <laughs> worth getting a little <laughs> little seat at that table. But they're, they're ginormous now. I mean, yeah. they are huge. I mean, if, if anyone listens to this and knows of Butterwick, they, they're on fast on the heels with uh, with um, Project D and their, and, their, and their space. So, yeah, yeah. The, the market space for... The dessert range is becoming huge. But it all comes back to that digital presence as well. You go, you scroll through TikTok, and it's all just people going out and eating and showing what food they've got from where, um, the quality of it, and saying, you know, how nice it is. Obviously, people jumping on food trends. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. The other week, I was at a food convention show in London, and there's a company out there that's designing flavored, uh, flavored straws. So not okay. it's but it's an edible you know you can get milkshake straws where yeah. they taste like strawberry yeah. or chocolate yeah, yeah. these were edible but they were like they you know the candy sweets you used to get as a kid yeah and the little like almost like cigarette boxes they're the white sticks they were yeah. like that but flavored so oh, wow. not only do you drink your water or your milkshake and it flavors it but then you eat it like a sweet afterwards and i thought there's a new trend that's not been opened up but why not yeah but it, it, this dessert area is really becoming a big a big area at the moment interesting it's crazy how things move on, isn't it? And like, it's crazy how like heavily things are influenced through like social media. Yeah, just you know, seeing someone's food yeah. in a square tile on Insta. I have my other half's little sister get me into that bloody pickle TikTok uh, craze that's going around at the moment. Yeah. You get like a giant pickle. It comes in a bag of pickle uh, see, juice. Yeah. You wrap it in like fruit roll-ups, and then yeah <laughs> it's ginormous is what that is. Is that the big giant? Pickle? Yeah. <laughs> Where the hell do they grow them bloody things? God, I stop thinking what I was thinking of <laughs> My mind went straight there. And I could see it going <laughs> yeah. there. And that's the worst thing. If I can read your mind, we're in serious, dangerous waters. We had a team meeting yesterday morning, and every time we went to speak, I went, no. <laughs> <laughs> just for everyone listening, he's had a week just, off, and he's got loads yeah. of puns up his sleeve he wants to use. Puns in inappropriate humour. <laughs> so in an inappropriate if it offends someone. If everyone it, laughs, it's appropriate, right? We all we always laugh at you, Adam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. At, not, not with you. Not with you. <laughs> I guess it's time for some questionable questions. Questionable questions. Questionable questions. You've been given an elephant. Here we go. <laughs> do you sell it or do you keep it? Who wouldn't want to have a pet elephant? Okay. I think I'd keep it. He could do all sorts. He could. It's a mode of transport. Yeah. Um, yeah. Give you a shower. Get <laughs> <Give> his trunk. <laughs> yeah, I, know. yeah, I like it. Who doesn't, got... who doesn't love Dumbo? It's a great. It's a great Disney film. I just got pictures of you in your speedo, underneath your elephant's tr- underneath the elephant's trunk. Yeah. <laughs> I had to be wow. careful with that one. Just, yeah, having a good scrub down. And the nice characters too. Yeah, they yeah, are. They, they seem are. like decent animals. Yeah, like you get along with them quite well. 
I think so. <laughs> Speaking of which, if you could compare yourself to any animal in the world, what would it be and why? I'd like to say that's my fast days of running would be cheetah, <laughs> but knowing it. Um, <laughs> um, what's ginger? Fox. Hey, uh, fox? <laughs> what noise does the fox make? <laughs> well, we'll leave that song where that's where it started, shall we? Ding, 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 ding. I can't remember where that came out. My kids are obsessed with it. Awful song, awful song. Awful, but it made stacks of money, I dare say. Yeah. What's the weirdest thing you've ever done in front of a mirror? Well, there is them things you go to when you go to like weddings. You'll look scared now. When uh, when you go to weddings, you get them like mirror screens and stuff. Where you dress up and look yeah. stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably that. Other than just general day to day things in front of a mirror. I don't know really. Yeah, looking like that can really put some. That can be really weird for a lot of people. <laughs> you know, done that whole thing of practicing your kiss. Yeah, you know, when you were younger. Or I think I used to practice on my hand. <laughs> just you kissing yourself, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Just me, just me. <laughs> no, I think I just practice on my hand. Right? What does your perfect night in look like? <sighs> It'd have to be boxed off a run, done a run, come back, shower change, sit down, bottle of red. And usually, usually like a Sunday night is a bottle of red night, mm. just before the start of the week mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. um, something decent on TV. Um, I don't know, yeah, just, just a sit down chilled. You know, when you work at a fast pace and you've got a busy life and everything else is going on just sometimes just switching off is yeah. just yeah. perfect and yeah. good bottle of red and a few nibbles and some on tv and catch up with the missus we've probably not seen each other a week due to business <laughs> but yeah just just nice Very relaxed nice. what's something that you can say at dinner but not necessarily the bedroom god i don't know what you want to get with this one um, <laughs> um phew, yeah. <laughs> Um, this is great stuffing. I, I should have prepared myself for something as, as obscure as that. This is great, great stuffing. <laughs> that, that, that works. I like that. I like it's that. Probably a rubbish answer. <laughs> no, 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 that's funny. Um, should we do a couple more? Um, best chat up line. It used to be as simple as it was get your coat. <laughs> but it never worked. Yeah. It was just a grown empty handed, so it never worked. Probably should have found someone else. For a friend of mine years ago, he got some ice out of his drink at the bar, shattered it on the uh, the, the bar, and turned to this, this girl next to him and went, Right, that's the ice broken, what's your name? Yeah. My mate used to do it with a sliding scale to people. You say, On the scale of one to ten, what's it going to be? And that was it. <laughs> he knew his, he knew his, his chances were before he went on to the next one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, name something you can say to your dog but not your partner. Sit. Only <laughs> 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 if you'll choose to listen, it's probably sit. She's not going to turn around and say, why do you want to sit there for? She, she was, she's not going to listen to me. Or stop. bark. Bark. She goes, what are you telling me to bark for? Bruce? Yeah. Not that. stop shitting on the floor. <laughs> yeah, no. Don't think, don't think she's gonna do that. If she do, if she starts doing that, the missus, then we're in serious trouble. So, yeah. yeah, Bruce is quite a good boy. Oh, he's he's lovely. I've seen pictures of him. Yeah, he's, he's getting cute. on. He's getting on a bit now, but yeah. yeah. How old is he? I'd like to say nearly seven. For a dog that's got a dislocated joint in his kneecap, he keeps going pretty strong. Bless him. 
Lovely. It's been really, really nice when you're on Ash. Been dying to get you on for months. <laughs> yes. I know you've been itching to come on as well. Um, so really good. Thanks, you know, George, for joining us as well. Thank you. Um, it's been great having you. Thanks very much. Cheers, folks. <laughs> get the last word. Always get the last word. If people want to reach out and contact you, where can they go? Uh, straight to our um, website, masonsfood.co.uk. And if you've got it for me, that would be great. Wouldn't it? <laughs> More than for being the sales team, Ash. Uh, no, anywhere in the in digital space. So look on uh, Mason's Food Service website. Um, or you've got all the socials yep. failing that find me on Instagram or, or wherever Perfect. but yeah LinkedIn anyway I'll pop all that in the show notes as well but yeah thanks again Ash and yeah take care thanks both cheers <laughs>